0: opportunity to declare your greatness we do so again you are great we thank you for the opportunity to declare it so we thank you for this opportunity whether we're on a live stream we're listening somehow or here in this room thank you that your presence is with us oh we acknowledge that and we say thank you in Jesus name amen and amen. Well, hello. I'm Di, one of the pastors here. And I'm excited this morning to share with you some of the things that I believe God would have us think about today. We've been in a series called Five and One. In this series, is in the bigger overarching word for the year of build. And the five plus one series, this little mini-series we're in, is talking about the gifts that God has given the church to function. And we find those, I'm setting the framework now, we find those, thank you guys, in Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. And that says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, and the pastors, five, to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, Jesus, and become mature, attaining to the full measure of the fullness of Christ. So these five work together, and then we plus one, which is worship, which we believe just encompasses everything. It surrounds it all. The one activity humans do on earth that we get to do for eternity, and that's worship God. We get to practice a lot down here for that. And so as we talk about these five different, uh, what we call gifts perhaps, some call it offices, I'll explain that in a moment. As we talk about, we want to explain to you that this is how God is putting together his church so we can function and be effective and do all that he wants us to do. We can train and equip. We can reach the world. We can be unified in faith. Yeah? Does that sound good to anybody? If that sounds good to you online, you can say, yep. Just type that in there, yep. (laughs) So last week, Pastor Nick spoke about the prophetic. We've been speaking on worship. And last week, he mentioned the prophetic. And he gave a general uh, understanding, a general definition I am also going to explain again that the prophetic in Scripture simply means to bring the heart and mind of God into the now. So when you bring the heart and mind of God into the now, you are being prophetic. And sometimes that's with words. A story about that I was thinking about this week. I was meeting with someone for prayer. Many years ago, we were still living in Washington, and they had had a very traumatic experience and was seeking help for it. And so we decided we would meet together and we would pray. And as we had done that a few times, I had come up with a particular prayer strategy. Oh, look, hanging on my ear. A particular prayer strategy that I thought would be helpful for her. And so I was excited to gather with her, and we sat down on my couch, and I said, okay, here, let's try this. And so we sat there, and we prayed in that particular prayer strategy way, and nothing happened. Not helpful at all. I'm like, oh, I was so sure. Anybody ever so sure this was the thing? So I got real quiet. That was probably the wisest thing I did. I got real quiet, and I listened to the Lord, and I believe he said to me, actually, just give her a hug. I remember thinking, oh, come on. I had this great strategy all figured out. Now she needs a hug. So I asked permission because that's what you do, right? You ask permission. We're going to hug even now, even then. You ask permission, I asked. Sure, she says. And as I did, some words did come, and that was, this is the hug you were supposed to receive when this happened to you, but you didn't get one. This is the hug from God's heart to yours. And oh, my word, things, there was breakthrough. There was breakthrough. Sometimes it's not flowery paragraphs of important spiritual words. Sometimes it's a hug to bring the heart and mind of God into the now. Sometimes it's a hug. How are we going to do that in these days? Well, let's pray. And I mean it. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to think about these things a little bit more. Thank you for the opportunity to consider how it is you may use us in what your Bible calls the prophetic. And although perhaps there's an awful lot of luggage and freight that's attached to that word for some of us, we release that now so that we can simply receive what you want us to understand about this. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 3 to 5 says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Especially Prophecy. For anyone who speaks in the tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them, for the utter mysteries by the Spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their, pay attention now, speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. What were those three? Strengthening, you can say them out loud. Encouraging and comfort. That sounds kind of good, doesn't it? Yep anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church, and they mean the body of people. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather you prophesy. Now, why would he say that if only a precious few can do it? Yeah? It wouldn't be fair to say that if only a certain gifted few could do it. No, if you hear anything else, if you hear nothing but this, please hear this. You can do this. You can do this. You can bring the heart and mind of God into the now. You can do it. I'm pretty excited about that. Yes, some have a particular anointing for perhaps a particular topic or issue that they have a particular gifting to prophesy to that or a people group yes that can happen It might be happening to you it might happen today it can happen and yes there is what's called and I mentioned this before the office of these five gifts some call it office that's just to help us understand there is a role for some of us to train and equip in the thing not just do it so they call that the office I would be operating in the office of profit right now because I'm training and equipping you, speaking of it to you. That would be considered the office. But it does not matter. Really, the point is, the point is, all of you can do this. And you're like, convince me. Okay. I have three chairs here that I'd like to use as an illustration. One, two, three. Now, let's say this is God. Let's just say that. This is God, and here I am, right here. Oh, and I'm hooked on there. That's, see, and this is really indicative of me. Here I am, trying to get situated. So here I am, and then here's the world. And this is often how we think of it, and how we reach people, is I have to face them. So I turn myself, and I face the world, and I help them, and I care about them, but oh no, my back is to God. So I, uh, oh, okay, I go to church, I go online, I pray. And God, I'm facing you because you are, all oh, great is our God. You are great. But, uh-oh, I was supposed to care about the world. So, okay, excuse me a minute. I got to care about the world. So I go to the, can you see how exhausting this is? Has anyone ever felt that way like I I don't know how to well let me suggest to you that perhaps (laughs) we're sitting in the wrong seat what if what if it's as simple as this what if I'm here God is here and the world is here what if instead of sitting there trying to pull God over my shoulder (laughs) to the world what if I put God in the center, and I continue to focus on him, and then I go through him to the world. I'll say it again. I go through him to the world. Why? Because it's through the heart and love of God that I can do that. Otherwise, my friends, I'm just going to get tired. Right because I'm sitting here, and I'm turning around. And say, okay, the world needs me, but how great is our God, and then over here, right? It's exhausting. God says, and I really believe it in his word, that if we get in the right seat and continually go to him, it is through him that we will effectively reach the world. Why? That's how he wants to done. I got to get in the right seat. Does that help? When you think of the... Yeah, it helps me too. When you think of the prophetic, perhaps when we think of the prophetic, we think of it this way. It's not quite so terrifying. You're like, no, it still is. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm excited because when we are in this seat and we're going through the Lord and I'm focusing on God and I'm taking time to do that, I'm listening to God, and I'm paying attention to what he wants me to do, then the love of God will compel me. Why? When I am looking God in the face, his heart is going to become my heart. It's going to happen. And I'd love to tell you, it'll be all rainbows and kittens from that point on, but when you have the heart of God, it is not easy Your heart might be broken. It probably will be broken for the world. But God, because we're going through God, will enable us and strengthen us, strengthen, encourage, and comfort us so we can have the words, the actions, and the love for the world. Because the world needs God. And he's chosen to use you. And me, don't know why, (laughs) don't know why, that's how he's chosen to do it. So the prophetic, if you will, is a matter of two ways that you can prepare for this, is to make sure you're in the right seat, make sure you're in relationship to God. That's what this picture is about. I'm in relationship with God. Jesus did that. Jesus did that for you and me. He's the one who provided the way to God. He's the one who, as we took communion, or if you haven't, or you're going to, he's the one who did that. He opened the way for us to have that relationship with God. So as I, my heart is right with God through Jesus Christ. And as I look to him, he will make my heart right if there's something not right. He's good at that. Anybody? Is that your testimony? That's mine. He's good at this. He'll say, oh, I love you. Oh, I see you. Oh, I love it when you're looking at me. Can we talk about yesterday? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Went for a drive yesterday, and I'm, I'm all thinking God needs to talk to somebody. You know who you are. <laughs> and God said, uh, don't worry about him. Can I talk to you about you? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yes, yes. Oh, it's beautiful though, isn't it? It's beautiful when he engages. And then he says, and now, and now we're ready to go into the world and speak to them or do whatever he says to do. Um, I have an idea this morning (laughs) that I wanted to give you an opportunity. And I, I understand this is unusual, but we like to do that here. What I'd like to do is offer you an opportunity to be prophetic, to practice. Any gift from the Spirit takes practice. Any gift of the Spirit takes practice. And we can create atmosphere and safety to practice. So if we could all just make an agreement that we're going to practice being prophetic people and also being gracious to each other and say, "Uh." Thank you so much. I'm not sure how that works or if that's from God. I'm going to test it by praying over it. We can be gracious, yeah, as we practice this. So kids, you received a coloring page perhaps, and on that coloring page was a little section that says, Pastor Die will tell you what to do with that. <laughs> well, what I'm going to ask you to do with that is ask Jesus for a picture or a word that you can give to someone else, a picture or a word. And then you can do that, color it, or put that word in there, and then cut it out with mom and dad's help, or tear it out, and give it to them. Say, I think Jesus wants you to have this today. So kids, you get to do that. And adults, you get to do that. (laughs) You can borrow some paper from the hallway if you want. In fact, I would like to encourage you to perhaps get ready, get pencil and paper or something ready, your phone, maybe if you want to send text messages, because you have an opportunity today to bring what? Encouragement. What were the words? Remember? Strengthening, encouragement, and comfort to someone. Now, it doesn't have to be complicated. I already told you the story of the hug that God wanted me to give. Please remember to be careful with hugs these days. But I also, it was interesting, on my way here, um, I had this mug I was going to give to someone because I had found it in my cupboard. It has their name on it. And we had been cleaning, doing a project. Anybody else doing projects at your house? Been cleaning. And I found the mug, and I, on the way here, I was like, oh, wait, there's words on this. And I thought, oh, isn't that cute? Uh, so Amy, I don't know where you are. But as I read these funny words, I mean, perfectly accurate words, um, God used it, and I'm going to use this as an example. It has the A-M-Y spelling. A, agreeable and always sweet. Okay, you can argue with that, but hey, hey. (laughs) Adored by everyone you meet. So it all rhymes here. Magnificent in all you do. Memorable through and through young at heart a shining star you'll always be the best by far is that sweet so i was going to bring it to you amy but here's what happened okay it's just a cute little mug right and we all have it all but as i looked at it that phrase a certain phrase hit me for you amy a shining star. And here's what I believe the Lord said. As you keep in the right chair, as you keep your eyes on me, Amy, Noel, and Dakota Wolf, I will use the Holy Spirit in you to shine, and you will soar like a shooting star, so others can follow. That's what I heard for you, Amen. <laughs> it can be as simple as I read a word on a mug. it, it can be that simple. And then it comes, these thoughts come, or it doesn't have to be quite that intense. (laughs) You can just say, hey, I saw these words, and I think they will encourage you today. It can be that simple. Are you getting your paper and pencil handy? Yeah? While we're thinking about this together, I was praying, and a a word came for someone online, which I love. Are you online? Listen up. (laughs) It's this. This is for Jasmine. I see you, beloved. I know your heart and your circumstances. You can trust me. I have your past. I see your future. I am with you in this very present moment. I am working all things together for your good and for my kingdom purposes. I want to show you my kingdom ways and teach you all that is in my heart keep listening beloved keep leaning in you'll be glad you did i'll send it to you (laughs) and then as i was sitting here in worship a clear thought came and this is how we practice pay attention to the clear thought pay attention to it another clear thought came it was this someone i believe in the room but it might be online or both someone was thinking Is life worth living? I wrote it down because I hear, I believe I'm hearing the Lord say, Yes, 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 yes. I will show you as you cling to me. I am here with hope and power to help you. See, it can be simple and powerful. Simple, and powerful, <laughs> and we'll just saunter onto it. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just walk right on in there <laughs> to the next thing that God wants to do. Um, I have a passion for this, as you can imagine, because I've seen what it can do in the lives of people—a simple, encouraging word for encouragement, strengthening, and comfort. It's worth stretching for this my friends it's worth stretching for this you might say well other people do that according to scripture so can you and you're hearing it now and you don't get to say i don't do that anymore Uh, you just don't get to say it now you can say no that's your choice you have free will i don't recommend it (laughs) don't recommend it it'll start to burn your heart you'll start to feel this uh We have protocols uh, for prophetic ministry and words here at Northside. And I have extra sheets on the front pew online. our, Our moderator can send it to you if you want that. It's just a scriptural basis for it and then some basic protocols. But for this room right now, for this time, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have the worship team come up. And we're going to pray that God would give us something for someone. And then, my friends... Oh, just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. And if you don't know who to give it to you, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> right? I'll take it. Uh, while the worship team comes back up here, I thought I'd read Matthew 25. I can't get this parable out of my mind. Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. See, I'm giving you time to listen <laughs> to the Lord. Matthew 25 says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to the bridegroom to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in their jars with their lamps. And the bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Church. Church, I understand this. I understand this drowsy, sleepy thing. Anybody? I understand it. We can get lulled to sleep by just boredom or by the daily grind of activity or by the cares and worries of the world. We can be lulled to sleep. But at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps and the foolish one said to the wise, oh, give us some oil of your oil. Our lamps are going out. And they said, no, there may not be enough for both of us and you. So you can go and go buy some to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived and the virgins who were ready went with him into the wedding and the door was shut. And later, The other said, Lord, Lord, let us in. Open the door. He said, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Verse 13 is the point. Therefore, keep watch. Because you do not know the day or hour. That word keep watch, the root word means wake up. Wake up. Wake up. How do we do that? You get in the right seat. You keep focused on the Lord. You ask for help, and maybe this morning I'm going to offer an anointing with oil, and I'll be down here, and if you want to stay awake, if you want fire, which this morning the Lord defined for me as courage, desire, and energy, fire to do the thing He wants to do in these days. If that sounds good to you, and your heart's already pounding, because you're going, "Oh no, oh, no, I don't want to go down there, <laughs> I'm going to be down here with just a little oil, and all I'm going to do is touch your forehead with it, because you see, the oil is an outward sign of an inward work. It's not the oil. It's not the touch, it's not the person. It's an inward work by the Holy Spirit. And that's why my friends online, you're like, "Oh no, I want oil. Ask the Holy Spirit because he's the one who does it, who anoints you with his fire, the courage, the desire, and the energy. I have been literally buzzing with this, this morning, as I know this is what he wants to give you. In fact, some of you, I see your faces, and I know you're ready for this. And those of you, are writing furiously already on behalf of someone please keep writing asking the Lord to give you a word but perhaps you need oil first that's up to you so God oh God we want to be awake oh God we know without you we won't be oh God We know that whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, He asks for our partnership, our cooperation. Oh God, oh we pray that you'll help us to do this. Help us to take the risk to stretch towards the next right thing. A word of strength or comfort or encouragement for someone. That we, Father, can be a prophetic people who bring your heart and your mind into the world that so desperately needs you. Oh God, we cry out to you. We need you. We declare it. Oh, in Jesus' name. Amen.